Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Allow me to share something with you about my personality that those of you who know me uh, or maybe unfortunately have lived with me or live with me now, it's probably readily apparent. Um, in certain areas, not in every area, um, I have a compulsion for things to be ordered and to really fit kind of neatly in a box. And I don't always respond uh, in the best way when that's not happening. So you might call it OCD, you might call it being a neat freak, although in many ways I am not neat, so I'm not claiming that at all. Uh, but that sense of, you know, just needing everything to kind of fit, otherwise you feel a little bit bothered by it, or let me just say, unsettled. And that can kind of happen with concepts too, right? As I think about executive presence and as I teach it, there's the two main things which you may have heard uh, a few times by now, which is the definition, right? Executive presence is the ability to inspire confidence that you can lead well in a given situation. And that's kind of the North Star, right? Like everything is driven and generated by that definition. And then what I like to call the six degrees of executive presence, which are the six states of being that I've identified, which are key, um, but probably not the only uh, states of being, but I would say are key states of being for generating executive presence and that confidence, which are being proactive, being resolute, having equanimity, mastering stillness, being engaged, and having confidence. And every once in a while, I'll come across concepts like the one I'm going to talk to you about today that don't squarely fit into the box that I've built already for executive presence. And initially, I was finding myself kind of being bothered, like, well, do I have to repurpose it? Or have I missed something? Or do I have to, you know, start from scratch again? And I just realized that that's just silly, Joe. What you can do is there's additional things that you can add or even kind of stick on the side of the box that contribute and are still relevant, but not everything has to go in the box. And the fact that something is outside the box doesn't make what's in the box any less valuable or relevant, right? Because you can't teach and cram a million things into a lesson plan. It's actually counterproductive. And so what I'm going to talk about, and this kind of dovetails into it in a way, is the state of being or the quality that makes executive presence possible at all, right? Without this, you can't really have executive presence because you can't generate any of those other states of being, and you probably will not be able to, along the lines of the definition, inspire confidence in your ability to lead. And that concept or state of being or ability is, starts with an R, is resilience, right? So without resilience, if you cannot withstand, recover, rebound from those difficult things in life, then you will not really have a chance of generating executive presence. And even if you do temporarily over the long haul, you will not be able to generate it because it just makes everything else more difficult and less likely 
to be successful. So you'll hear a lot about resilience from you know other leaders and sort of leadership coaches. And so the question is always, well, how do you become more resilient? And there's all these great tips and checklists. And you know, if you know me, I'm not a big checklist person. Um, I like to look at things uh, from a principal's perspective, much um, like my good friend and colleague Tom English. Um, you know, he has certain principles that he always teaches. So. We're on the same page from that principal's perspective. Um, and the principle or the single thing that I think everything can distill into for resilience and that I want to share with you today to make things a little bit more simpler for you is just to be kind to yourself. Let me say that again. The key to maximum resilience is being kind to yourself. Now, what do I mean by being kind to yourself? Right? And if you take anything that's on these checklists, if you boil it down, it's really about being more kind to yourself, right? Like, for example, more sleep. Make sure you get enough sleep. Well, if you're not getting enough sleep, you're really punishing your body, you're punishing yourself, you're not being kind to yourself. More time. Are you making time for yourself or is your time spent on everyone else's agenda? Be kind to yourself. Being more prepared for eventualities. Well, if you don't prepare, things are going to be that much harder for you and everyone else and people may be disappointed. Be kind to yourself. And finally, and this one's super duper important, I have a big challenge with this. I know a lot of you may as well. Forgive yourself more easily, right? When something goes wrong, whether it's your fault or sometimes even when it's not and you're assuming responsibility, but even if it is your fault, forgive yourself more easily. Be kind to yourself because when you're kind to yourself and you're not beating yourself up, you will have more energy, you will have more resilience, and you can be the best version of yourself for others and all the powers and things that you need to have executive presence will be more available there for you because you won't be drained, you won't be exhausted. So resilience makes it all possible. If you have a story you'd like to share about being resilient and how that has really helped you or someone you saw that was really resilient, would love to hear from you. Please leave a message on Anchor FM or email me at joe at connectioncounselor.com. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to Season 8 of Executive Presence Morsels. Today, I'm going to try to help you avoid a landmine. And that landmine has to do with certain truisms or expressions that people throw out that you may use in your leadership development or in the way you handle things that can really get you in a lot of trouble. And the reason for that is all these expressions generally have a kernel of truth to them and may even have a valid application. But sometimes, after years of being restated, we tend to not really understand the principle behind them and over-apply them to various situations and often situations in which they weren't intended to apply to and therefore make mistakes. Some of them are just bad advice, like uh, from Talladega Nights, if you're not first, you're last, right? Ridiculous advice that you always have to be first. Today, I want to talk about a specific truism that you hear people bantering a lot in leadership circles, uh, and you can apply this to your executive presence, and that is fake it till you make it, right? And faking it till you make it can be a very, very bad idea. It can actually court disaster. There is one specific instance where I believe it's a good idea to fake it, and I'll share that a little bit later on. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.